Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. In the name of Jesus Christ, precious Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in this place. This evening we are here to receive from you minister to our hearts father anoint these lips of clay let them minister oracles that will be a blessing to your children in the mighty name of jesus christ the son of the living god hallelujah lift up your right hand say father father i declare i declare come on let your voice arise say father father i declare i declare my heart is open my heart is open my mind is ready my mind is ready to receive with meekness, to receive with meekness the word of god the word of god we can save my soul we can save my soul say i declare i declare tonight tonight i'll hear your word i will hear your word i will understand your word i will understand your I'll word be, i'll be configured by your word i'll be configured by your and, word. My life and my life will never be the same never again. Be the same Say, again. Father, Father, tonight, tonight I, declare I declare my understanding, my understanding for, marriage for marriage will grow. Will grow. Say, tonight, tonight by, your power, by your power I'll be positioned, I'll be positioned for, a for a glorious marital destiny, marital destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Give a clap of free unto the Lord. You can shout glory. Well, give me a minute. I like shouting. Shouting activates my anointing. Hallelujah. So somebody shout glory. Amen and amen. There's a man of God singing activates them. So when they begin to sing, by me it is shouting. Hallelujah. So the more you shout, the more I get anointed. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So one more time, one last time with joy and celebrance, celebration, you want to shout glory. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Give somebody a high five beside you. Tell the person you are in the right place. Oh, come on. Tell the person you are in the right place. Hallelujah. God bless you. Can you take your seats in the presence of the Lord? Amen and amen. We give God all the praise. We give God all the glory. Amen and amen. I, we give God praise. Uh, tonight we are want to want to start on something that the Lord has laid on my heart uh, about marriage. Amen and amen. About marriage. About marriage. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm smiling because the, the 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 whole issue about marriage has a lot. There's a lot to be spoken about. But I'm going to attempt that I will be able to share with you a few thoughts that can position us and prepare us for a glorious marital destiny. Amen and amen. Now, if you are married already, it will still work for you, to still help you, because at least some uncertain issues can come. Amen and amen. And I realize that when I talk about marriage, uh, most of the time, the unmarried don't appreciate it as much as the married. Amen and amen. I was uh, to speak at or at... 
or I spoke a wedding ceremony in Kumasi, in Kumasi, uh, now a few, and uh, now by God's grace, I have bought the Kakara, but those days, when you see me, you know that this is a small boy man of God, amen and amen. And one member of my church was uh, marrying a young lady over there, so when I went, uh, they said that, oh, okay, so it was an apostolic church, you know, this old apostolic church where they speak tree and all of that, and uh, members are mostly aged people. Praise God. If we came for overcoming this issue, I have a lot of young people I can easily flow. So when I was going, I was under tension because you could see the gray-haired people looking at me and saying, and I, I didn't hear their voice, but I could hear the saying that a small boy Ben of wedding Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Apparently, somebody, some of those I came with, they heard the people murmuring in the background, saying that, ah, a small boy wedding warrior Amen and Amen. But by the time I had gotten to fifteen minutes in the into the preaching, the the younger people seemed to be looking at me very dull. But the other people were saying, Yes, yes, yes. Amen and amen. So it lets you understand something that a lot of people actually begin to ma- understand marriage as they grow. As they grow. A lot of the young people who say that I, I am ready for marriage, I have come to realize that most young people who say I'm ready for marriage, they are not ready for marriage. They don't even understand the thing called marriage. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Whether it's an animal or it is a car or it's an institution or it is what. But a lot of people enter into marriage after a few years. Sometimes as much as, as, as short as six months, they are in shock. They are in shock. Why? Because the understanding of marriage is often not very apparent. We have been taught to uh, say, oh, that marriage is a beautiful thing, and it is a beautiful thing. Amen and amen. And so you realize that most preachers preach of, about marriage from the, from the nice point of view. So most of us uh, go into marriage think, saying that, oh, that is a solution to all my problems. Is an answer to everything that I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. And uh, when we enter, a lot of shocks can come up. In fact, a lot of shocks do come up. And if you are not well positioned and you have not developed the right armor, the right, uh, how do you call that, in shock absorbers, you realize that uh, the marriage may not be able to last. The marriage may not be able to last. And isn't it uh, coincidental that marriage is the only institution that even before you enter, you are giving you a certificate. Amen and amen. Now, anybody who does Kululu to get a certificate in engineering, uh, and you end up having first class in engineering, they shake your hands during the, the graduation. When you get into the factory, or you get into uh, a place where you have to uh, repair a machine, then we know whether the certificate you deserved it or not. The certificate you deserve it or not. So any any anything that requires skill, anything that requires wisdom that you don't you are not trained in, you are likely to make a mess of it. You are likely to make a mess of it. It's, that's what's happening in our institutions. We have a whole Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. And yet, as a country, you don't have so many people getting into a lot of inventions and a whole lot of things. Because it, it, it tells you about the kind of education that we have. Amen and amen. But I pray that God will give us the right education concerning the institution called, called marriage. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 
Now, ask somebody beside you that, do you want to marry? If the person's already married, uh, you're asking the wrong person. Amen and amen. But I can see most of us over here are not married. So, ask somebody, do you want to marry? No, ask the person, look into the person. Don't be shy of the person. Somebody, a guy is sitting by a lady, you are shy of the lady. You never know, it could be that person. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Uh, if, if you think you cannot speak, uh, speak tree. Be real. What are you talking about? Amen and amen. Ask the person, do you want to marry? Uh, and what is the person saying? Even the person say you see from the smile. When we talk about marriage, it's a certain kind, of, kind of smile that people have. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you see that the person has a smile, suspect the person. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, it is, uh, it's, 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 it's important that we understand this subject. Uh, the reason also being that a lot of people have hit a lot of shipwreck in life. Is that marriage can make or unmake. Marriage is that powerful. It's not something that, uh, when you are, uh, that should be entered in unadvisedly. That is what we say whenever we are uh, giving the marital vows or we are doing the officiation. It's not something that you should enter unadvisedly. But many people enter into it without much advice. In fact, the only advice that they have regarding marriage is the six months, four months, three months, or even some cases, there's nothing like counseling that is done. Uh, it could be a recipe for disaster. It could be a recipe for disaster. When we look into our lives, we spend about how many years in nursery? Uh, most of us started school at two years. How many years in nursery? Uh, ten years in nursery? Oh, come on. Are you serious over here? Amen. I think the man has not eaten before coming to church. Amen. Hallelujah. How many years in nursery? Uh, about two years, right? Nursery one, nursery two. And then you go to kindergarten. Kindergarten one and two. Uh, so that's four years already, right? And then we go to uh, uh, primary school from class one to what, class six. That's six years. How many years in school? Ten years. And then GHS, how many years? Three years. So how many years in school? Thirteen years. And I go to uh, senior high school, form one, form two, form three, and unfortunate people, form four. <laughs> amen and amen. So how many years are we now? Sixteen years. Then you go to university, minimum four years. Uh, so how many years? And then you go to, you go and do national service, eh? One year. And some people, two years. Some, they don't get a job and they volunteer another one year. Three years. Amen and amen. And that's about 23 years of education. All of that we are preparing for a career, which will go, will go on retirement by 60 years. So, that means that we are preparing for 23 to 25 years for a career that will last us for 35 or so years. Only. So all these years in school is to prepare for that career. But when we enter into marriage, you say we want to enter marriage for life. How many, how much time do we spend to prepare for that thing which is for life? Hallelujah. I, 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 I don't know, this is the stop, stop and think about it moment. Stop and think about it moment. If I were to go and sit behind the keyboard and say I'm going to play, some of you start giggling. <laughs> Yeah, some even best are laughing like uh, Luda has just done. Why? Because you know that uh, even my voice alone will tell you where my keyboard skills are. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. But thank God the angels appreciate me. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the reason why I'll be failing at playing the keyboard is because I've not been trained. I've not been trained. I've not been trained. And so 
we need to understand that marriage is like any other thing in this world. You, if you are going to do well at it, you need to be trained. You need to get the right set of skills. And listen, marriage is an institution, a tall institution. Do you understand me? There's a boss. There are workers. You have to, there's HR. Human resource management, you have to do financial management, you have to do accounting, you have to do emotional intelligence, you have to do social intelligence. There's so much involved in marriage. Marriage is not just, oh, yaware, ring, that is all, hey, and then you take the pictures. Is it? That's what most people think as marriage. When the, 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 the blitz and the glitz. Do you understand me? Uh, and then, oh, uh, they are taking the, 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 the after, after wedding pictures, uh, uh, before, save the dates. Save the date and then everybody is saying congratulations and everybody is using for their status and oh my God. Oh, oh, how does it feel? <laughs> uh, and then, oh, you go through all of that and, then, and that day, my goodness, there are some people who even end up falling sick because of the preparation. They cannot sleep at night. What did I leave? Have I done? Have I told Uncle Ibu? Have I told Mamada? And so, so much pressure. Everything, they are working things out. They are working things out. And then after that, the honeymoon. Now, for those, who, there are some people, <laughs> that, that is all they are reason for. Oh, I have a certain friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please don't, don't pretend over here. And I have even come to realize that even the women are the, they, they are looking for that even more than the men. <laughs> amen and amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Is it for a man when something is happening, we can see it. But a woman, is it because a man, something will move. Uh, something will lift. Something will shift. <laughs> but, so we think that it's only the man who is going through some kind of things. But hey, for the woman, they look very cool. And you don't see anything, but hey, I'm telling you, it is not easy. Amen. It is not easy. Easy, and then now the Christian girls are spiritual ladies. I'm telling you, praise God forevermore. Oh, I know one pastor friend. Uh, he, he he married, uh, I think, uh, a year or two ago, and he, I kept telling him that Jesus is coming to save us of Obua. <laughs> At least one. (laughs) Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, all of that is bringing us to a place of understanding of something that I think is important if we are going to understand marriage. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 7, you read the first few verses and you realize that Paul is giving a lot of advice about marriage. Now, he said, now concerning the things which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. So they had written to him about marriage. Do you understand? The question about marriage didn't start today. Back in Bible days, you see, and the problems and the situations that we go through in our marriage is not only today. It has been there since 19 Kojoho. Even in the, right from the first marriage, there was a problem. Amen and amen. The first marriage, when a woman decided to act on her own, it's not, it's not, I, I, it didn't start today. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, marriage is something that we need to learn about so that we can succeed in that. He said they are written to him concerning the things that you wrote to me about. They wanted more information about this subject. And he said that I will not have you ignorant. He said it's, it's good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, 
So when I was talking about sexual feelings, and people were looking at me some way, hey, 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 please go and ask Paul what Apostle Hitchy was talking about. I think, uh, yeah. So, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife. May God give you your own wife. I said, may God give you your own husband. He said, let each man have his own wife and let woman have her own husband. Tonight, apart from the teaching, there's an anointing being released for somebody to connect to your own in the name of Jesus Christ. Look, the last testimony that we heard today, uh, this beautiful young lady, she came for a meeting somewhere last year, December. And we are in December, so I believe some marriage anointing is about to be released. Last year, December, and the Lord gave a prophetic word and said that it will not be up to one and a half years and you are going to enjoy marriage. And after that time, I, I'm even beginning to remember the prophetic word. It was, she had been caught in fears about her marriage. That her marriage was not going to be successful. Why? Because she had been in a number of unsuccessful relationships. So she was having that fear and Holy Ghost picked her out prophetically and gave her that word. Now, I didn't know that she had just come out of a very terrible relationship. And you'd have thought that now I'm not going to search and I'm going to consider him and I'm going to, we are going to study ourselves uh, just another two or three years. How, by that time, I'll be an old lady by, the, by then. But the Lord said that within this period, you are going to get married and you are going to have a glorious marriage. So she wrote it down as a prophetic word, as a testimony for herself. And just about, was it last week or so, she got married by the grace of God. It wasn't up to a year. It wasn't up to a year. So tonight, the grace is being released. I said the grace is being released. Oh, I said the grace is being released. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I believe that God is doing something. That's why he's insisting that we study these issues. He said, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. And likewise also the wife to her own husband. So in other words, we are supposed to exchange affection. The Bible says that the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. He said, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves for fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not attempt you because of your lack of self-control. What he, all he's talking about is sex. He's talking about sex. Is it everything that he's talking about over there is just relating to that matter because he understands the human biology and the human physiology. He understands that at a certain point, because of the hormonal uh, transfers and the hormonal releases, certain feelings are activated and stirred up. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, he talks about this and even in the context of marriage, he's saying that still it is an issue. You know, and so, because some people think that marriage is uh, an end of sexual, no, 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 it's, you don't, you don't fight fire with firewood. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Look for water. Glory to Jesus Christ. He said, the wife does not have authority over her own body and the man. Do not deprive yourself except for fasting and prayer. And he said that even that one come back together quickly. Come back together quickly so that the enemy does not get a foothold. Meaning, whenever a couple come together, according to Paul the Apostle, it's a spiritual warfare. Oh, it fights the devil. Glory to Jesus. And it is true. One man of God wrote a, a book and he said that he, he has a chapter on sexometer. 
And he said you can determine the health of a marriage or a relationship, uh, a couple, based on uh, the number of times they have sexual encounters. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. He said it is research that has been proven. Glory to Jesus Christ. So now, if you are marrying and you think that that one, uh, that is not me, you know, I like companionship, you know. Yes, I want to have companionship. It's not, uh, no, 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 my dear. And there's a lot of young sisters, they are looking for marriage, but please, please, the men they are looking for, whilst you are thinking about the love, they are also thinking about the love. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> please don't scare my, the daughters of God over here. Amen and amen. Young men, please relax. Praise the Lord. Don't scare the daughters of God. I'm preparing them, I'm preparing their minds, so don't come in. I remember one lady came to my office and she had been postponing her marriage, giving a lot of excuses. But apparently the real excuse was <laughs> she, and she was going to get married to a, a pastor. Said that the way he's excited about the thing, hey, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, and now, this is not as though, this is not a man that was, who has been involved, he's, he was a virgin. And she was also a virgin, but, you see, he can be a virgin in the body, but not a virgin in the mind. <laughs> uh, you know, God is exposing people and forgiving their souls in his presence today. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, uh, maybe it's important, maybe, I don't know why the Holy Spirit is, is letting us start from this area of physical intimacy as being one of the cardinal reasons why marriage was created. And that is what Paul is revealing over here. Glory to Jesus. So, it, so I used the word of God and I counseled there. And by the time I had finished, she was ready. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Then the next day that he chose is stood. And by the grace of God, after they had married, she came back and she came to testify. Someone you will testify in Jesus' name. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. So, Paul is telling us that uh, it is spiritual warfare. And now this is important for many reasons. Because as we grow, our bodies grow. And the sexual desires increase. Praise God. The devil can use that as a platform to fight our faith. That is why it is important that uh, you work hard on getting yourself ready for marriage. And as early as possible. Marriage is not a rush. Marriage is not a race. But in some cases, it is important that you mar marry early. And one of the main reasons is this. Because the Bible even says that when a man sins with, his, in, 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 with sexual immorality, is that every other sin is outside the body. But sexual immorality says that it destroys the body itself. So it is important that we understand that this is one of the main purposes of marriage. And so if we are going to fight this, now we are in a generation that is sex crazed. You go on social media, every necessary temptation that you need is there. Sometimes you may start strong, but before you realize, oh, they are peeling off your resistance, peeling off your resistance, layer after layer after layer, and at the end of the day, you're going to do something that you never thought you would do. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when you do it once, you do it twice, you say, ah, this one, it looks like I cannot stop, so. Young <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, Paul the apostle says that 
He said, I say this as a concession, not as a commandment. For I wish that all men were even as I myself. Why? Because Paul was not married. Paul was not married. He said, I wish they were as I myself. But each one has his own gift from God. One in his manner, one in this manner and another in that. So now some, somebody asked the question, is marriage for everybody? Well, you can see exactly from what Paul is saying that marriage is not for everybody. Today I'm mixing the subjects, I mean, I'm mixing the various topics. So we are answering a number of questions. Is marriage for everybody? Is everybody supposed to marry? Is marriage even necessary? Glory to Jesus. Paul is saying that because he wants to serve God, he has a gift in that area. He is able to stay without getting married. And he, because of he, how, he, how uh, subjective he was to the subject of serving God, he wished everybody was like himself. He had a gift that he could, use, he could control his sexual edges with. So he, he did not have much problem with that. But brother, you don't have that gift. Amen and amen. When I look at your face, I can see that God did not give you that blessing. Amen and amen. So he said that what I am telling you, it is not by commandment, it is by concession. He said, this is what I think about the matter, but it is not a commandment. There is a proper commandment from God. Why? Because God is considerate about how we feel in our bodies. What is happening so that we don't end up misusing our bodies for the wrong things. And it's important we understand that there is a possibility that you can end up using your body for the wrong thing. Now, if you use it for the wrong thing, you have to stop. It is not as though that doesn't make you a, a wicked person or a, the most terrible of sinners. But if you continue in that, it can affect you. So Paul says that for just because of lack of control, and why not to give the devil a, a foothold? Meaning, if you continue in that, the devil will gain grounds into your life. And when he gains grounds into your life, he may end up destroying your body, destroying your life. There are some people, there are some, and, and you see, you don't have to look far to see a lot of those. If, if you, for instance, let's say a young lady, and then you start off life uh, with promiscuity, you get pregnant, you give birth to a child, instantly your life changes. It is very difficult to go back on the path that you were probably prepared for. Maybe you have said that, oh, you are going to become a nurse in future. And so this is all your vision. And then you go and get married, uh, you go and get uh, pregnant at 18 or 19 years of age. You may end up having to kiss the nursing goodbye or it will have to delay. It will have to delay. Many people who ended up having children out of marriage are not living the life that they planned for. Now they have to go with what they have gotten. They have to go with what has happened to them. So it's important that all of these things affect your planning and plan that if you plan that you marry quickly, if uh, as the opportunity comes, praise God, so that you can move in the direction of your dream, the direction of your destiny. I pray that God will give somebody insight into the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, Paul says that, for I, I wish they were, but, but, but every man has his own gifts. But I say to, to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to bend with passion. Than to bend with passion. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, we need to start preparing ourselves for marriage. 
Amen and amen. And if you are going to do well in marriage, you need that kind of preparation. So today my focus largely will be on the preparations. What are the things you should look out for? I have discovered by the Spirit of God that the reason why most marriages fail is not because of the marriage itself, but it's because of one, the selection, and two, the preparation. If you are not prepared for marriage before marriage, it's likely your marriage may not work or you will not enjoy the marriage. You end up enduring it. There are many people, even some men of God, who are still married, but then you see, they, they, they are living like they are not married. There are many people who go and rent a multi-bedroom building, not, not because they have a big family, but because they need to have a place that they will be while the, other, the wife or the husband is also in another room. There are many men of God, even pastors, they are not sleeping in their bedrooms. They are sleeping in the hall or they are sleeping in another room. And sometimes for a man of God, one of our excuses, oh, I want to pray. But no, it's because some, a lot of them is because they are not having the peace and the joy that they, are, they, they thought they were going to get in their marriage. Glory to Jesus Christ. Is it? Now, these things are true. These things are true, whether I like it or not. The other day I was praying and the Lord showed me a vision. And the vision, I began to see some of our popular men of God. And the Lord said that this man, he has a heart problem. It's because of the marriage. It's because of the marriage. This one has this issue. This one has this issue. And I was shocked because nobody, I wish like somebody had told me the truth. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, my, I made it, uh, I believe that God gave me that, that, those visions for a reason. So that I will help prepare a generation who will enter into marriage with the right understanding and their marriage will survive. Their marriage will survive. I pray that today as we are having this time in the word of God, grace will be given to you to have a marriage that survives. I said receive that grace now. Listen, the fact that you have never thought about divorce doesn't mean that divorce will not come your way. The fact that nobody enters into marriage because they want to divorce one day. And have you heard that the rates of marriage breakdown are almost uh, half the number of people who are actually getting married? And now, uh, that was even about uh, 10 years ago statistics. Now it's exceeding 50%. But when you go to America there, you can get married today and divorce tomorrow. You see, I just went to test. It didn't work, it didn't work. Okay, let's go on. Uh, hello, yeah. It's no hard feelings. <laughs> it's nothing personal. I tried, I tested, I didn't like, I, got, I went to my way. But that is not how God wants it to be. The Bible says that God says, I hate divorce. Do you understand me? So God doesn't hate the one who has divorced, but he hates the whole idea of divorce. Why? Because it entails covenants. It entails covenant. Marriage is not just an agreement that two people have decided that, oh, I I will live with you. It's a covenant. It's a modern perspective of marriage. Make it look as though it is just about mere cohabitation. But you see, marriage is a covenant. It's a covenant which two people come into. And when they come into, they they come to an agreement. That's why in in, in Christianity, we bring it before the altar so that it will be a three-corded a three, a three-corded something. Not. Praise God. So God being a part of that discussion. So it's a covenant. And covenants are, covenant comes with their consequences. They come with their, their blessings and they come with the things that they are, uh, the things that if you go against the covenant, it can bring into your life. 
So it is not something that should be entered into uh, without advice or without understanding what you are doing. Many people enter into marriage because of age. Oh, I'm growing too old. Now I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm 35 years and I'm not married. And so because of the pressure, I was here once and there was a lady. Uh, uh, she's a, a medical doctor. And she came to see me and she was like, Pastor. I, she, I, she, attends, she attends one of the prominent churches in, the, in this country. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to mention the name of the church so that it will look as though I'm, I'm the... Because it happens everywhere. The fact that I'm mentioning, that doesn't mean that they are not happening at the other churches. Because I have that. I had that, that was the experience I had. And she said, she, she, the way her marriage is going, they have been married two years. And the way the marriage was going, she feels like walking out of the marriage. Or the, in fact, the man had brought it and she also had accepted it. Because the way it was going, there was no way it was going anywhere positive. She had married and then when they got married, that's when she found out that the man has a child. The man has a child. Now, was it a new morning? Huh? Uh, oh no no come on. I, I want us I want us to talk to you more thing. Is it is, is it how emotional the whole thing is? It's a very emotional something. But you see, in this case, Cra, she even accepted the child. When she accepted the child, the child was about ten years old. Not it's not as much as ten or twelve years old. Now let your let your heart be calm. Let your heart be calm. Uh, Jesus said, "I give you my peace." Why are you even shouting? Amen and amen. Uh, so on this note, if you are eyeing somebody and you don't have a child, you better reveal it quickly. Amen and amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, I'm bringing, I'm bringing you to a certain point. Because I'm using these practical examples uh, so that you know that this is, I'm not giving you theory. I'm talking about real life. And you see, the problem I have is that most, most young people, when they are listening to me, they don't understand. They don't understand because the craze to enter into marriage. Now, social media has made it worse. I, I, I will bet you every lady over here who has a phone and has in, internet is following a wedding page on social media. Oh, you don't have some. Oh, powerful. Oh, we have one exception to the rule. Come on, celebrate the Lord. You better. I, I, I'm prophesying. But even as I'm speaking, there are some men also who are following. In fact, they know the, the, they know the page they'll get the address from, their earrings, their makeup. I heard that the makeup, even there can be a different person can do hair and do another person do the face. Ah, uh, okay. And they have a different person who also do eyelashes. Ah, uh, okay. The what? The robe. What is robe? Ah, uh, for, for the, 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 the court, the, 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 the ladies. Ah, okay. So they have another person who also supplies robe. Jesus Christ. I think I have to start a new business. Um, hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. And so, you see, the pressure is on. The pressure is on. And now, you, last weekend you went for a wedding. Oh. And you see, when they said, now you may kiss the bride. Everybody starts going, hey. And then now you start feeling the vibes. Oh. oh. I remember a young man, he's a pastor, and he told me many years ago that he asked for him, he, wants to, he, he doesn't want to marry, he wants to be like Paul. He wants to be like a poop. <laughs> and I said, eh, hey, 
Recently, he said, Papa, I need to settle down. <laughs> I'm telling you. The way I love that team. <laughs> I love, you know the one who said that you, you are going to be like Paul and you are going to be like Jesus and we the sinners we are looking for. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So the pressure is on. The pressure is on. And so you are looking at the age, you are looking at the social media, whatever. You are looking at your friends and you, you are looking at your desires. And so if you are not careful, I, I, I'm there, all of this, I'm just trying to lay some foundations for you to understand that marriage is not something that you enter unadvisedly. You need to, if you want to marry, you must intentionally start preparing. You must intentionally start preparing. The Bible said that he that findeth a wife. You see, the word find is an active word. It's not passive. Some people are there waiting for a wife. They are not finding the wife. They are not putting in the necessary efforts. Some are waiting for a husband, but they are not putting themselves together for a marriage. And you see, the truth is that you are not really looking for a husband or you are looking for a wife. You are just looking for somebody to, to, to take pictures with. Because when you enter into it, it involves a whole lot of things. Have you developed the right emotional intelligence to stay with another human being? Are you understanding me? Have you developed yourself to be able to be tolerant enough so that when somebody has an opposing view, especially the men, because when we enter, especially African men, we enter them, I'm the head of the family. Oh, so because I am the head, the woman must listen to everything I say is yes, sir. He says, please, ladies, don't be deceived. I say, I like a woman who, are, who also expresses herself. When you start expressing yourself, one, two, three. You are always, you don't submit. You are not submitting. He has not prepared himself to be able to listen to another opposing view. So, men, you, if you want to marry, listen, that woman that you are marrying is a human being. Maybe because she has gone to school more than you. Maybe she has even learned more than you. So she's, she's a, a human being that has thoughts. Intelligent thoughts. And so when you want to just suppress her like that, there's a reaction. There's a reaction. Sometimes not because that is what she wants to do, but because you have also not trained yourself to be able to receive from another person and to react in, that, in an appropriate manner. So you prepare yourself. You prepare yourself. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Time is running, so let me just quickly give you a few points. And then next week, we are going to go into the details of it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But is is this subject a relevant subject? Yeah, it's a very relevant subject. Amen and amen. I, was, I didn't even finish telling people were shouting. I forgot this, the rest of the story. Amen and amen. So, but today the woman is, is divorced. She's out of the marriage. Mm, the marriage could not continue. But even after she accepted the child, the mom was behaving. So I asked her, ah, how long did you know them? It was, they met less than a year. They were married. Now, so those of you who had the testimony and say that, next year, I just hey, Rabbi, hey, Rabbi, hey, Rabbi, you better be careful. It must come with some understanding. Do you understand me? It's not every testimony that you should desire. Yeah. It's not every testimony you should desire. 
And you see, the woman was very frank. And said that it's because of the pressure. My younger sisters, two of them, had gotten married. And now it's as though the pressure was on me. I have finished school. I have, I'm in a very noble profession. To the point that even now, she, she virtually financed the marriage, the wedding. Pressure. You see, there's a certain man I, I, I see in the spirit. And there's a certain man who said, Lord, give me such a woman. Lazy man. You better go, go and get some work to do. <laughs> ah, myself, I could see the angel of the Lord pointing to that direction. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So, marriage is for everybody, but it's not for everybody. Okay? There are those who have the gifts, they can stay without marriage. The Bible, Jesus said in Matthew 19, verse 12, for there are some who are Enoch's. Enoch is somebody who is born and then is castrated. Okay, so that person is usually they are castrated because they don't want them to have certain desires uh, so that they don't end up getting married. So Jesus said that there are some who are Enos, uh, Enos, which were so born, you know, they were born that way from their mother's womb. And there are some Enos which were, uh, which were made Enos of men. You can take off that logo, but I'm not seeing some parts of the words. Which were made Enos of men. And which were made Enoch's of men. And there be Enoch's which have made themselves Enoch's for the kingdom of heaven's sake. You get it? So there are some God has ordained that they shouldn't get married. Those people, you see that they have a special gift. They are not interested in sex. They are not interested in some. They are not bad people. They are very, and they can be very successful. They are sinners. Don't be a sinner in the house of God. I know you. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. And I'm Jesus is Lord. If, we are, if everything is right, right, you think you know, you know, be giving me pressure. Uh, he said, he that is able to receive it, let him receive it. He said, he that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Because it is difficult, for instance, as I'm saying that, some, some people don't believe it. They, ah, no, no, no. Is there any human being who is not interested in marriage? They are. They are. See, and Jesus said it because he knew that the matter was a, 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 a serious matter. And let me read the same scripture from the message version. It says, some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked or accepted. <laughs> is, is, that, is that a reality in our world? Yeah. Oh, come on, is that a reality? You know, I, I, me, I'm a pastor, so I hear a lot of things. Amen and amen. There are women who are who are worried why? Because nobody's asking them out. And uh, men who are worried because nobody's accepting them. <laughs> Life no balance. And uh, those who are asking, who are, who, are, who are receiving so many and they, are, they don't know. That one next week I'll talk about it. It's one of the re- You see, when you have too many choices, it can cause you delay in your marriage. And uh, you see... The subject of delay in marriage is, uh, I, I want to, uh, so I'm not, I don't want to attempt to go into it today. So next week, I beg you, next week, why marriages delay? I'll be picking it point after point. Practical, real life issues. And how you can overcome all of them. So that you can marry as quickly as possible. Hallelujah. I have another session I want to do specially for the ladies. How you can be found. How you can be found. Listen, there's a way you can present yourself and it will amaze you. Oh, three months' time, you, are, you have started planning your wedding. I'm telling you. 
Praise the Lord. Well, I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Hmm. He said, and some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But I said, if you're capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, do it. <laughs> if you are capable. That tells you that marriage is not a joke. It's not a joke. The first institution that was attacked by the devil. The Bible tells us that Satan came after the woman. And why? Because he was, he, she was attacking the union between the man and the woman. So, who did he agree agree with you? When you take it for a joke, you realize that you have messed up. So, listen, stop preparing. And listen to me. Marriage is also not about age. Marriage is more about maturity. So maybe you are saying that, oh, I'm 21 years, so I'm not ready. That's the reason why, if you, are, if you keep telling yourself that you'll be 41 years and you still won't be ready. We start preparing. In fact, as I was preparing, I realized that, no, no, I must start preparing my teenagers for marriage. Isn't it only in Africa that you are 21 years and you are saying that you are not ready, you are, you are, you are too young for marriage? Go to America and see. 19 years, 20 years, they are married. In fact, in, in some of these places, even if you are 19, 20 years, it's as though you are keeping too long in your father's house. Young man, you, are, you better listen to me. You are 20 years, 22, 23, 25. And you have not even started thinking about moving out of your father's house. You are, you are, you are not a man, you are a boy. Stop, stop carrying your chest like that. It's being a man is not about your ability to sleep with a woman. No. no. Even an animal can do that. Animals do that. So it's not about ability to sleep with a woman or ability to wrap a woman. No. How to manage another human being for the person to grow and become fully what God has purposed for her to be. That takes a man. No, 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 no. Ability to be able to understand that person, the thinking processes, her emotions, and then be able to manage even the one who cannot manage herself and help her see her glory in life. That's what makes you a true man. It's not about, oh, sex, or I'm at this age, or Charlie, I'll, I'll be fly. Oh, this one, This one, I'm No, 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 no. You are not a man. You are a dog. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said, Hallelujah. Now, oh, you see, the, the clearest are, they will be, they are not able to say. <laughs> Uh, uh, we are weeding and we are clearing and we are going. The Lord have mercy on you. I said the Lord have mercy on you. Glory to Jesus Christ. So what do you need to have before you can marry? Number one, maturity. He should be mature. Learn to be independent. Genesis 2.24 Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife that they shall be one flesh. You want to marry a young man? Have you started thinking about how you could be independent? You see, don't be a petcher and think that you want to marry. No. Start thinking about how you are going. Even if you don't have accommodation, have you started gathering the funds so that tomorrow if you say you are going to rent a house, you can rent a house? Have you started working on it? Do you know how to save money? Many marriages break because of financial irresponsibility. <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, if, if we love, if we love each other, it will work. <laughs> you were born yesterday. 
I, I met a beautiful young lady, and I was asking her, what are you looking at? He said, oh, you must be, you know, at first you were shy, so you, know, so you must be girlfriend. I said, madam, stop that. I will. So, but you have to have the money, more. The money. God should not take out the money. Is it, and that is a, a, a reality. Is it, even in the ministry, we say, anointing without money is annoyance. <laughs> yeah, because let's say I'm anointed and I'm healing the sick and all of you are falling under the power and then I, 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 don't, my, I don't even have clothes to buy. I don't have money to buy clothes. I cannot present myself very well. Uh, when you close and you are going, I don't even know how I'm going to survive. Do you think if, eventually I will begin to lose weight? I become annoyed. I'm like, come on, why? Why, why me? <laughs> amen and amen. Why me? So, please, if you want to marry, and from what I've shared with you, then if, if you want to marry, you should also think about it in this sense. If you want to have sex, if you want to have sex, have you started looking at how you have a accommodation? You'll be able to take care of yourself. You'll be responsible for the human being, have you started thinking about all of those things? It's not just because, oh, and especially for the prayer warriors, when they start having the burning, no, no, then they say, no, 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 I don't want to fornicate, so shoot. Listen, running away from fornication has caused a lot of marital problems. Now, please, I'm not saying that because of that, when we fornicate. I'm just trying to let you know that a lot of us, especially the Christian people, the spiritual people, we jump into marriage because we don't want to commit the sin of fornication. We don't commit the sin of fornication. So, the necessary information that we need to do, get to get ourselves prepared, we don't get it. We don't prepare ourselves. We don't look into the future. But I don't know that, whether by some of the things I'm saying, some people, your mind is, your, 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 some things are being provoked in your thoughts. Stop preparing yourself. Young lady, start preparing yourself. Okay, you are going to be cooking for a man. Do you know how to cook? Don't tell me that you know how to cook. But do you know how to cook? Somebody was going to prepare granite soup, and the granites were swimming in the soup. <laughs> the granite said that this is <laughs> glory to Jesus Christ. The granules are sweeping in the, swimming in the soup. Glory to Jesus Christ. Learn various things. Learn skills. And for especially us young uh, uh, ladies, the, uh, ladies of our generation, the likelihood that you may not be a very good cook is high. Why? Because of education. So we end up spending as much time in the classroom as a man spends in the classroom. And now if you are not careful, at the end of the day, you go and join the feminist group. Say that they didn't marry. Kitchen is not necessarily for women. And so, <laughs> be careful. The Bible says that the wife should be able to keep her household. Should be a good housekeeper. He said that, tell the elderly woman to teach the woman, the younger woman, how to keep their houses. Housekeeping. According to God. It's one of the major responsibilities of the wife. The major responsibilities of the wife. Amen and amen. So if you're a wife, you need to learn all of these things. Learn all. How, how do you manage when there's no, not much money? 
Can you do a warm stew? Can you do, do you know how to do an, a warm stew that is nice? You see, and that's one of the things I appreciate my mother for. It got to a point in time we didn't want the stew, we wanted a warm stew because somehow, somehow that warm stew was tasting nicer than the real stew. Do you understand me? So, no matter how much my dad did not like some of the characters of my mother, there are some things he can never take away from her. And because of that, he will stay. Because of that, he will stay. No matter what a draw you put on him, the draw you wipe, you will remember that one stew. You will remember that. You see, do you know how to keep a man? Don't think that, oh, you know, if you, I'm enough, but madam, that is where your problem is. You are not enough. You must develop yourself to be more than enough. Develop yourself. Build capacity. Build up yourself. Get yourself ready. I see your marriage surviving every storm. I see God bring you into the place of supernatural marital prolongation in the name of Jesus Christ. You will not suffer casualty. I say you will not suffer casualty. I say you will not suffer casualty in the name of Jesus Christ. So, be in, learn to be independent. Genesis 2.24 Knowledgeable. What, do you understand what marriage is? What, do you know what the purpose of it? What is your personality type? Do you know yourself? You know, some people, they don't even know their temperament. I, I, hope you are, I hope you are getting me. Are you knowledgeable? Do you know your temperament? Do you know your temperament? Are you understanding me? Because that will even help you to select. So you have some three men and all of them are, good, they are looking good. But then because you know yourself, you know your allowables and your non-allowables. Every one of us, we have our allowables and non-allowables. They are negotiables and innegotiables. And some of us, we even don't know our innegotiables yet. That is actually one of the things that cause marital struggle. That somebody, he doesn't know that he cannot tolerate squeezing the, the, the pep student from the middle until it happens. Because he's primpro, you must squeeze it from the bottom. Not only is it primpro, but it's also economical. Please, he's not stingy, he's economical. Please be careful. There's a difference over there. So, you, and then he, he, he tells you and he forgets. He tells you to you forget. Now, please. <laughs> he tells you three, you forget. You, you are always, aha. Uh-huh. Then you say, ah. But it's the only thing you remember is the recent one. Why is he saying I'm always there? And then you also get angry. And then it becomes a, a, a back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Are you understanding me? All of these things, we must be, we must have that understanding. Okay. When you're going to marry, don't go in into a marriage because, uh, especially, I don't know, maybe this year we may not be able to go into some of those things, but in terms of conflict resolution, whenever there's a conflict in a marriage or you are solving a conflict in a relationship, please don't seek to be the winner. Don't seek to be the winner. So when you have won, then what, what do you get? A trophy. Congratulations, go. But sometimes by the time you have won that argument, you have lost your partner. By the time you have won that argument, 
I don't know, today's as though I'm moving more prophetic. I'm, I seem to be touching on various areas because I'm trying to follow my heart. It's, I, I'm, I'm really struggling to follow my heart line. Maybe there are some people's relationships are on the rocks or the, uh, some reason or the other, their relationships didn't work and God is repairing it. God, when I came today, I said, Holy Ghost, today let it all be all about you. Let it be all about you. Glory to you. I have several pages of... <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, if there's a conflict, it's not about you trying to win the argument. Sometimes somebody will say, okay, not necessarily because you have won, but the person just wants peace. And in making and deciding to receive that peace, the person has, has developed a thought about you. So for a man, especially a, a Christian man, that is the beginning of the end. Now he's just looking for how he will tell you. He's just looking for how he will tell you. Because you see, for Christian men, they are not as wild as some of the unbelievers. They will say, oh, it's over. And then they walk out, no. A Christian man sometimes will show how you are feeling. He doesn't want to make you feel bad. And listen, and so you should, if you are a woman and you are in a relationship with a Christian man, learn to tell him to be honest. Because sometimes he's just enduring you because he doesn't want to feel you. He doesn't want you to feel bad. So at the end of the day, he's not being real with you. I'm talking as a Christian man. He's not being real with you. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want you to feel bad. So. All of then he starts looking. He, he, he sometimes he's doing all night. He's just meditating on how what how I will say it, and then so that to, to cause the least damage. <laughs> mm. Glory to Jesus Christ. Drink drink water. It's good. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> water is life. What are you talking about? Amen and amen. So, don't go in there. Even you enter into a relationship, okay, it is not about getting a perfect person. Next week I'll talk about that. Those who are looking for Mr. and Miss Perfect. There's no perfect human being. Those who are talking about, I, I, I've not found my type. Which, yourself, which type are you? Uh, which type are you? That you have not found your type. My type is not in my church. My type is not in my church. Hmm. You'll be there. Before you are there, you are, you are attending wedding. You are, you are becoming maid of honor. And <laughs> amen and amen. It will be made of honor. Someone that has never been made of honor before. Amen and amen. And don't be joking as well when the, we the prophets are saying when God is doing something for your neighbor is in the neighborhood. You be the neighborhood. <laughs> and, and then you realize that he has been going for trek. <laughs> uh, so we need to we need to understand certain things okay uh, a lot of times also uh, the thing that causes us not to be able to even be decisive when it comes to marriage is because of our training 
Okay, so we are trained with a certain mentality, but that may not be the right mentality. If you want to marry, start preparing yourself. Start putting yourself together. Learn what you need to learn. Read as much books as you can. Let's go attend meetings like this where you hear real life cases. Listen to and please, and even in that one, be careful. Be careful because all of that is even just a mere guide. Because when you enter into marriage, you realize that every marriage is different. Every marriage is different. So sometimes some, if you follow somebody's example, oh, Mr. Olonko said that when he had this problem with his wife, this is what he did. So my husband is supposed to do this thing. Madam, your husband is not Mr. Olonko. I heard that in your mind you are married with Mr. Olonko. And so you are looking for Mr. Olonko in your husband. But find out who the man that you have married is. Marriage is not like a restaurant where you go in, you eat. If you don't like the food, you walk out. No, marriage is like a workshop. When you, are enter, when you enter in, remove your nice clothes, put on your working gear, and begin to work. That's the only way to make it work. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. I know I've not been able to share much today, but I think for the sake of time, I want to wrap it up over here. Amen. But next week we'll be doing the part two. Amen and amen. Next week we'll be doing about two. I'll wrap up on the preparation for marriage. And then I'll go into the areas of marital delays. Why do we go through marital delays? There are some people, if they, they get out of a relationship right now, tomorrow, <laughs> it will, don't be surprised they're in another relationship. It's as well as for them that that anointing is there. Sometimes it's not an anointing, you know. It is the way they carry themselves. He said, look at Abigail. The day her husband died, David said, oh, baby. And she didn't say that, let me pray about it. Woman of God, you have been praying, continue. <laughs> amen and amen. I'm not saying don't pray about your relationship. But I'm just trying to let you know that sometimes, maybe the standard that you have placed in your mind may not be a real standard. Let God himself begin to work on you. Let God begin to help you to understand purpose. Purpose. And let that purpose drive your decision when it comes to relationship and marriage. I see God helping somebody over here. I don't know, but I'm just seeing, I, the Lord is just opening my eyes and I'm seeing doors opening. And I heard the Holy Ghost say that those are marital doors. Those are marital doors. Those are marital doors. You are stepping into your marital destiny. Just begin to pray wherever you are. Just begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.